The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Avengers, time to work for a living. That's my secret. I'm always angry. I am on the side of life. You get hurt, hurt him back. You get killed, walk it off. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Hello, and welcome to Some Assembly Required. I'm your host, Becky, and I'm here to talk to you about Disney+. Plus. So, a couple days ago, on November 12th, Disney+, Plus, the highly anticipated streaming service from Disney, was finally released. Very exciting. Tons of Disney content, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic, which I was really surprised about and excited about. They have a lot of cool documentaries. I'm a documentary geek. So that was all released on Tuesday, November 12th. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Marvel stuff that was released on that day and what's coming up. So first of all, I just want to say the Marvel section is incomplete. It's not quite, doesn't quite have everything in it. And that's due to licensing agreements. Yay, legal stuff. Some notable exclusions include Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Infinity War. And that is because those are all streaming on Netflix right now. So we have to wait until the contract with Netflix expires and then Disney can get that content back. I believe that that's going to happen in 2020. 2020 seems to be the year that a lot of stuff is going to happen. The licensing agreement that Marvel and Disney have with Netflix about the Netflix Defenders shows, so Jessica Jones and Daredevil, Iron Fist, all of those, those can't be revived until 2020. And I'm not entirely sure what revived means, if that means they can be rebooted or if that means there can be subsequent uh, seasons added on. I don't know that we will get the original seasons that aired on Netflix. We might. And if anybody knows the answer, please let me know. But since that content was originally created for Netflix, I'm not entirely sure that it's ever going to be able to be on Disney+, Plus. but I could be wrong. But also, if you know anything about Disney's history, especially with splitting artistic production with another company. Big example would be Pixar. Disney usually gets their way eventually in the end, oftentimes by buying people out, buying businesses out. So I don't know if you know this, but Disney like owns everything. And it's not a secret that they are really going after Netflix right now with this Disney Plus. They have so much stuff on there. And for such a cheap price, which Disney does not do things cheaply, but they are really plugging away at Disney Plus to drive business away from Netflix. I would not be surprised if Disney ends up buying Netflix, in which case all of those licensing things will go away. But that probably won't happen by 2020. We will see what happens. But for now, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is incomplete on Disney+. Plus. So if you are relying on Disney+, Plus to get all of your MCU needs, you are still going to have to supplement with some Netflix or buying physical copies or digital downloads. You're going to have to do something because you can't quite get it all right now, but it's coming. It'll be there eventually. One thing I really like is if you log on to Disney+, Plus. 
at the top, it has the Disney section, the Star Wars section, the Marvel section, the National Geographic section. If you click on any of those, but we're talking about Marvel, if you click on the Marvel section and scroll down to the bottom, it has something called Marvel Through the Ages, and it's a timeline of all of their content that goes in chronological order. So it starts with Spider-Woman, actually, the Spider-Woman cartoon series, and goes all the way up through Avengers Endgame, and then the original content that they are now making for Disney+. Plus. It's really cool to see, because I'm always like, oh god, which movie comes next? I can't remember. And it's all right there. It lays it out for you. It's fantastic. So if you like watching things in order, that is a really cool feature that I am a fan of. Another thing that I'm really excited about is that people are going to become more familiar with some slightly more obscure characters. A lot of people who aren't into comics may not be familiar with Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl, for example. But because of the Marvel Rising series, which I started watching and I enjoyed, it got some bad reviews, but I thought it was fun. Um, I'm just starting to get into it. But that is going to be a great way to introduce some more obscure characters who aren't in the primary MCU to people who aren't comic book readers and get them excited about more characters and more diverse characters. Apparently, the Marvel Rising series had been on Disney Channel. I didn't know anything about it. I mean, we cut cable years ago. So if it wasn't on a streaming service, we didn't know about it. So now I'm getting to watch that and I'm quite enjoying it. Now, a lot of hype has been around the original content that's going to be coming to Disney Plus in the MCU universe. That was a little redundant. For the most part, it doesn't start until fall of 2020 with the Falcon and the Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That will be the first of the MCU series to be released, and that's coming out fall of 2020. We don't have an exact date. And then there's WandaVision, Hawkeye, Loki. I think I'm forgetting something else. There's a lot of original content based off of the MCU and the characters that we're already familiar with, but then adding new ones. So that's going to start coming out in fall of 2020 and then continue through 2021. So we have to wait a little while for that, which is kind of annoying, but I guess we'll get over it. I mean, we will. We're going to continue to watch this streaming service. I don't think we're going to cancel it anytime soon. And that's what they're counting on. And like right when we start to get bored with it, they're going to start coming out with this new content. Turns out (laughs) Disney knows what they're doing. So as far as original content that's out now goes, there's really only two things. And in all honesty, there's only one thing. The first is called Expanding the Universe. And Expanding the Universe is a glorified trailer for the original content that's going to be coming out later. It's just clips from the announcement at Comic-Con about all of these shows mixed in with some clips from the old movies. It's nothing new. You will receive no new information about if you already knew about these movies, about these shows that are coming out. If you had already familiarized yourself with the original announcements about them, then this isn't telling you anything new. And 
I will just rescue you and will save you 12 minutes of your life. Don't bother watching it. It's nothing. The other original content that is out now is called the Marvel Hero Project. And I was a little bit skeptical about this one at first, but I have been pleasantly surprised. I mean, there's only one episode out right now because one of the things that Disney Plus is doing is releasing things episodically. So they're just doing one at a time rather than just dumping everything at once. So with the Marvel Hero Project, what they're doing is they're taking kids who are heroes in some way, real life kids who are doing great things and they're recognizing them. And then Marvel is making a comic out of them. So I was a little bit skeptical and cynical at first because for one thing, I was like, oh, they're making a comic and now they're going to try and sell these comics and people are going to collect these and it's just another way for Marvel and Disney to make money. But I was mistaken because they are making the comics available for free as soon as the episode airs. So the first comic featuring Jordan is available now. You just have to go to marvel.com and look up Marvel's Hero Project, and you will find the comics there. The other reason I was a little bit skeptical was it seemed from the trailer and the introduction to the show that a lot of these kids have disabilities of some kind. Not that I am saying that kids with disabilities can't be heroes. I'm a former special ed teacher, and if you listened to my my panel from Tidewater Comic Con, which was about characters with disabilities in comics, you know, I have no problem with people with disabilities being heroes. I think it's great. But sometimes there is this, uh, oh, I forget what it's called, but like admiration complex, where we admire people with disabilities solely because they have disabilities. And so I was a little bit nervous that they were going to be exploiting that, especially with this first episode, because the little girl, a uh, little girl, she's a very confident and charismatic teenager, Jordan, she is missing an arm. She has a limb difference is what they call it. And she has developed a prosthetic that shoots glitter out of it, which is awesome. Very cool. But I was like, that doesn't make her heroic. Like, I mean, I think it's really cool that she has this arm that shoots glitter. That's fantastic. And that makes her happy. That's great. But that doesn't make her a hero. So I was like, why are they making a big deal out of her and focusing on her as as a hero. But as it went on, what is heroic about her is that she is really advocating for people with disabilities to be involved in design and creation. And that is so important. What she was talking about is universal design. She didn't use that term, but that's what she was talking about. And universal design is something that I am very passionate about. And what that means is that if you design something that can be used by everyone, then everyone benefits. So one of the things she talks about in the episode is, you know, she goes to the bathroom and you see the paper towel dispensers that say, pull with both hands. Well, she can't. She's only got one hand. So if you design something, granted, those already exist. There are automatic dispensers. If you use those instead then that's not only beneficial to her with only one hand, that's beneficial for me when I go into the bathroom with my infant and I only have one hand because my other one is holding him. Same thing with like 
my my big thing is like ramps and automatic doors, things that are made for people with wheelchairs. Well, again, I'm not in a wheelchair, but I do have a giant stroller that I push around and it's really convenient for me to have ramps and automatic doors. And that's what universal design is. It's designing for people with disabilities, but for the benefit of society as a whole. And so that's what makes her heroic. That's what makes Jordan heroic is that she is really pushing for people to think about universal design. And she's also pushing for people with disabilities to get involved in the process, to not expect everybody to think about their needs, but to address their needs themselves. Say, look, this is a problem that I'm having. So let me be part of the solution rather than expecting somebody to solve it for me. So I just, I fell in love with her. She was fantastic. I also fell in love with her parents because they talked about the day she was born and they saw that she only had one arm and they said, she's fine. She's fine. And you can tell that that her parents really support her and have let her become independent and have really encouraged her to not act as though she is disabled, to not let her disability impact her independence. And that is so important. I realize I'm going off on a tangent here about disabilities because that's like my realm of expertise and my passion while I'm sitting here talking to you about Marvel. But I think it's really cool that they are doing this series and I'm very excited that they're making these things available for free so that people can, you know, get into them. When I gave my panel on uh, characters with disabilities back in May, one of the questions was, how can we encourage more content, more diversity in any realm? Diversity in race, diversity in religion, diversity in sexuality, diversity in ability, because, because ability and disability are also aspects of diversity. But how can we encourage that in comics? And the answer is read comics with diverse characters. So buy comics, if they're good, that have diverse characters, and or download, if these are free, comics with diverse characters and watch shows with characters who are diverse. Anyways, I realize I've gone off on a tangent but I really would like to encourage people to watch this show. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited to see these other kids and see what they have to offer and have them show the world what they have to offer. I think that's really cool. And I'm really pleased that Marvel is giving them a platform for this. And I'm really pleased that it's not just a money grab, which is, I, I love Disney, but I'm always surprised when something is not a money grab. So anyways, that's just a brief overview of what is on the Marvel section of Disney+. Plus. If you have watched something and you're really into it and you want to let us know about it, if you have any recommendations, any questions about the content that's on there, please shoot us a message, leave a comment, and we will answer it either on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, or on our next podcast. So Andrew will be back with the regularly scheduled, I don't know what episode he's on. I should know. I don't. But he will be back with whatever the next episode and the next comic is. So please come back and listen to us. I'm Becky. Thank you for listening. See you later.
All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it.